Okay, so today I am talking to the lovely Emma Bucken. Ah, there's a story behind that, we'll tell you in a minute. She is a wonderful transformation coach who has been there and done it herself. And now she helps others gain more confidence and self-belief in yourself and your abilities. And today she's come on the podcast to talk to us all about mindfulness, why it's important, all of that kind of jazz. And I'm not going to lie, I feel like this episode is a bit of a selfish one because I'm here for it. And I've already said to her, I'm a bit of a kind of not, I'm not into the whole woo thing, you know, so this could be interesting. So welcome along for the ride. And I have to say hello to Emma. Hey, Emma, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It would be nice if the sun came back out, but I mean, I concentrate more at work when it's not nice outside because I have to be inside, don't I? (laughs) Me too. (laughs) And I'm so, did I pronounce your last name right? Did I get it right? You did. Yep, absolutely nailed it. (laughs) Literally before we hit record, I was like, I've got to ask, how do you say your last name? Because I, my brain just wants to say Bukan. Mm. <laughs> and apparently Bukan, I'm not the only yeah. one hey Emma no, yeah definitely not the only one we've had Bukan, Buchanan, Bouchon <laughs> you Bouchon. name it I've been that called sounds it. Like the most, it sounds like the most bougie name ever Bouchon yeah Emma Bouchon <laughs> love it right before we get started with every guest that I have on the podcast I like to challenge them to introduce themselves as a human being rather than as a business or a business owner because we all have a life outside of work mm. at least we should in 30 seconds or less every guest is pre-warned and I was just saying to Emma beforehand there's kind of two different types of people there are people that like to fully prepare with a script and there's people that will just say fuck it and just wing it Emma's gone middle ground she's got some bullet <laughs> points so this could be interesting this could be fun <laughs> Do you think you're up for the challenge, Emma? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I got my bullet points ready, but yeah, no script or anything. So <laughs> like you said, half wigging it, half bit organised. <laughs> no pressure. Right, I've got my stopwatch ready. So I'll count you in. Three, two, one, go. Hey, everyone. My name is Emma. Also go by the name of M, which I kind of do prefer. Uh, I would describe myself, I think, as probably like a, a confident introvert. And I love everything to do with the outdoors. So walking, hiking, kayaking, yoga outdoors, um, absolutely love it. I would say Cornwall is my happy place um, because you can do all that outdoorsy stuff down there. I am really obsessed with pineapples and candles. And a little fun fact about me, I am doing the London Marathon this October, which I am both parts excited and very nervous about um and raising money for the charity sorry the charity mind as well so yeah it should be a good one (laughs) amazing you did it in 44 seconds you're totally over but oh oh my god i've learned so much about you (laughs) awesome the thing thing that i completely forgot the the thing that i completely forgot to say in the intro to the challenge is that if you go over the 30 seconds all that i ask is to make a small donation to the charity mind Oh my God, you're running the marathon for them. I am, yeah, yeah. Because I was listening to your podcast and I was like, oh yeah, I don't mind donating. <laughs> Might as oh, well go over. That's but so yeah. good. Yeah, I'm really excited That's just about kind it. of yeah. made that intro a hundred times better. 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah. Love it. Yeah. And there's quite there's quite a lot in there, I'm not gonna lie, Emma. I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so Cornwall's your happy place. Cornwall is definitely is, my is happy just, place. Is it just because of the outdoorsiness? Uh I think no, also probably um just the escape from London. So I used to live in London before I moved back home um for the pandemic and yeah, just leaving London, I just felt like, oh, I'm going to Cornwall, a whole new headspace, um, I think, because uh, we normally stay in a little uh, town called Foy. I um, don't know if you've heard of it, but it's right by the sea. And just when I kind of connect with the sea, I'm like, yes, I'm just in my happy place, a lot calmer. So I do find London quite stressful at times, which is why I'm kind of gone into all this mindfulness stuff, which we will discuss soon. But yeah, absolutely love Cornwall. I think it's just fab, yeah. I feel like you're my kind of person, Emma. I'm not going to lie. It's so funny. There's a running joke between me and my best friend, Emily, uh, because she lives up in Keswick in the Lake District. Yeah. And we were just chatting before we hit record. And to me, Keswick is my happy place. And it sounds mm. really daft because I'm so... I mean, I was born in East London, but raised kind of village life. I'm not kind of outdoorsy and country in that sense. Yeah. But when I go up there... There was a time when I had, I'm really out of myself here, but there was a time when we got really, really drunk and it took us four hours to walk back to her, like her parents' house. It should have taken like 20 minutes. Yeah. And it's because I was literally stood watching the water and I was just mesmerized by this waterfall. And so mm. every single time I go up there, she's like, oh, I'm so connected to the water. And I'm like, you can take the piss all you like. I absolutely love it. Yeah. I, I totally agree and I think even actually there we're going to like into the mindfulness chat is that is like a moment of kind of um I guess just taking it in and pausing and reflecting and being like oh yeah the, the water's really nice and it's just like especially water it is really calming just kind of letting your thoughts just flow and being like oh yeah I'm kind of I'm just here in the moment and I think yeah it's it's just fab and that's probably the best place for us to kind of start with our chat because I think I just wanted to have the conversation. I think while we're living in such a digital mm. world, which, you know, we've all had to anyway, regardless of whether we wanted to or not for the last, you know, probably coming up to 18 months now. But, yeah. you know, what I said to you before I hit record, I feel like words like mindfulness is a bit woo and I'm mm. not quite that, although I've just openly admitted to being really connected with water. That's quite <laughs> that. Um, so I guess the best place to start, you know, thinking from a point of small business owners and the struggle that we have to go through anyway, mm. what what is mindfulness and why is it so important as business owners for us to be really conscious of it? Yeah, so... I guess there's a load of different definitions of what mindfulness is. Um, I think the most common one when I kind of ask people or friends, like, oh, what do you think mindfulness is? And like, oh, yeah, it's being present, isn't it? And definitely, that is definitely part of it. But I kind of take it a bit more, um, a step further. And, and I describe it really as paying attention with purpose. So um, it's actually kind of a little exercise that I thought we, we could do to kind of actually just kind of introduce the aspect of mindfulness. So it's, it's a grounding exercise. 
Um, I don't know if you like doing little things like this, but I think it's kind of easier to... Oh, God! Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this! <laughs> no, 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 Come no, on, no, hit no, me. I like a challenge. Yeah, there's no Come pressure on. at all. It's, just, it's for listeners as well. So whether listeners are in their car, if you're walking, if you're in your kind of bedroom, in your office, um, whatever it is, uh, you can just exercise. So it's a grounding exercise. So we start with um, so five things that you can see. So really take it in. So if I'm, I'm here, I can see you, Lorna, on my screen. Um, I can see my little succulent plant that I've got here. And this exercise, we're really trying to take in what's around us, what's in our environment that we maybe don't normally see or kind of take in or pay attention to. So I'm looking at this little plant. Oh, it's got kind of spiky edges. Get curious about it. Oh, OK. What, what else is there? What colour is it? Um, look over here. So I've got, I've got a highlighter. Well, it's actually quite pink. I don't think I really noticed how pink it was before. Um, I've got my water here and I've got some some crystals, all, all different colours and just like taking them in. And so wherever um, people are, see five things you can see, really focus and pay attention to colours um, and everything like that. And then we go to number four. So four things you can feel. So I've actually got my hot water bottle here because my room's quite cold, so I can feel the warmth. Um, and then <laughs> I'm, I'm holding a little crystal so I can feel it's my smooth, smooth crystal. I've also got a pen here. I can feel that. Uh, I can feel the desk against my legs and then I can feel the grounding of my feet on the floor. And actually, if anyone is outside listening to the podcast, it's nice to kind of take your shoes off, really ground down on the grass and, and feel that and, and what that feels like. Um, then let's go to number three. So noticing three things you can hear. So I can definitely hear my voice. And with headphones on, it's actually quite hard to hear much else. But very faintly, I probably can hear the traffic outside. Um, we have to yeah. buy a road here. And then actually, if I'm really kind of aware, I don't think I can hear a third thing. And again, just being being curious and being aware of that. And then we go to two. So two things you can smell. Just stop and notice. So I can smell my incense that I've got on here. And actually, I can smell a bit of my, my coffee that I've just had. And just be really aware of it. Notice it. And, and how, how often do we really stop to notice these things? And then the last one is uh, one thing that you can taste. So I can definitely taste that coffee that I've just had um, and, and just noticing. And I think when I first did that exercise, I was literally sitting in my office environment, which I've been here for like, well, over like a few months now at home. There was things I hadn't really noticed before. And I think that's really kind of um, a key thing to be aware of. And actually, how, how much of our lives are we living in autopilot? Okay, I, just, I go and have a brush my teeth in the morning. I have a shower. I come down of the office but actually has anything changed has like because if I put something there that's different or and noticing that because we're going to miss out so much of our experiences because we're just on that autopilot drive like go 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 um and I think a, a great example which I'm definitely guilty of myself is the autopilot is driving so I don't know if, if you drive or listeners if you drive just sometimes going from a to b well, I can get to the destination B and, and not have a, a clue of the roads I took or because my head was, was elsewhere. And that's actually quite scary when I think about it. Like, wow, how, how much of my life before was I just going on autopilot and, and not noticing things around me? Um, but yeah, I'm not sure if you picked up on anything there. Or like, oh, yeah, that's interesting. Or you want to ask me? There is so much in that, to be honest. <laughs> and I think it, it's just, you're absolutely right. Like, I don't think. I think as business owners, having the conversations that I have, 
yeah on a daily basis for some people we're always trying to get to the next thing we're always trying to you know when we think about daily life of a business owner it's we're always told to set big goals or you know aim for having a team or this sending out this amount of orders all of this kind of stuff so we're always in our brain we're always aiming for that thing that's over there Mm. we're never kind of stopping to appreciate or just even as you've just gone through just see what's where we're at right now yeah and I think the last year has taught me that more so than ever before and at one point I was like is this growing up like is this is this maturity is this what's happening or like because I didn't think I was ever that kind of I just as a personally I just thought I was just a get shit done kind of person yeah move on to the next thing whatever but actually I'm really really not and just even you kind of saying that exercise out loud mm. for anybody listening, give it a go. I know you're, I know you're so, so busy. I know that I know some of the people that listen to this and mm. some of you will be in a garage packing orders right now. Some <laughs> of you will be sat in a coffee shop. Some of you will be sat in your office on your own. Just give it a go because actually our brains are so busy all the time thinking about that next thing that mm. you're actually driving yourself potty mm-hmm. and I just in terms of kind of mindfulness I really like the paying attention with purpose so where yeah. kind of where did that kind of come from and what you know as those kinds of things that I've just mentioned like I know those people on a on a personal level like yeah there's a D if, if Dee's listening to the this D is literally <laughs> in her garage surrounded by baby's toys and she's packing up boxes 12 hours a day so for somebody that is so kind of conscious of I've got to get this work done how can mindfulness play a part of that and also what effect will that then have longer term yeah definitely so kind of when you were talking about the thoughts and things that we have as business owners, oh my gosh, I've got to get that done. I've got to email this person. I've got to pack these boxes. We, I think we have something crazy like 70,000 thoughts a day in our brains. Like yeah. that is absolutely wild. And um, that is nuts. With, with, yeah, it is. Um, our brains are just wild in themselves. But um, so mindfulness gives us choice is, is what I kind of the point I'm going to get across here is, we can pause at any moment and once obviously you kind of get good and you cultivate that mindfulness practice but we can pause and go well okay I'm having this thought that I need to do this now but do I and and almost just giving yourself that time to reflect rather than that autopilot which is right pack boxes go and do this I need to email this person it's like go 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 well what if we just step back a moment and kind of observed our thoughts so I'm not sure if um like I've had coaching where you've kind of gone through the process but we basically have two selves so we have our thinking self and we have our observer self is how I kind of like to look at it and our thinking self is also ego or that annoying inner critic that a lot of people kind of know it as um and that is the voice that's oh saying, we know them like, well yeah, we know yeah, those we know little well. <laughs> mindset monkeys well um yeah the monkey mind 
so this is like the thinking self is kind of telling us oh what if you do that and that happens or what if you go and do that or what if we don't pack boxes and then we lose orders and all that my god like oh it's it's drastic just go down this kind of rabbit hole of what if thoughts yet none of that has actually happened it's all just kind of worrying about the future or kind of um looking back and going oh my gosh I, I did that wrong or I like all those things I failed at and and ruminating on unhelpful thoughts that we kind of have done or situations we've been in and we kind of thought actually I could have done something different that's not really helpful so what mindfulness does is kind of takes us back to the present and then we pay attention and go okay well I've, I've hooked myself onto a thought that I'm like I'm not good enough or I'm not confident enough to do that or I need to do that now but is that helpful for me right now I've got the choice not to do that and take five minutes just to breathe and have a cup of tea and if we have that moment to kind of think about it and and then even trial it and do it, do we feel better? Because sometimes people will like to keep going. Some people are just doers and go, 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 and that suits them. But some people, if you kind of did practice a bit of mindfulness and just took a few breaths before doing things or whatever it is, um, you notice the effects. And it's like, actually, wow, I just took a moment and I don't think I need to do that now. So we almost take away the suffering from kind of so when we when we do stuff like this and we we kind of go oh I need to do that or I'm kind of not good enough to do that we we kind of cause ourselves pain and that can be like emotional pain the thought of it because the thought of being not good enough is horrible no one wants to feel like that and yeah and then what we have the choice to do is with being mindful and going well I'm having that thought what's a more helpful thought but if we don't do that which is I still sometimes I'm still learning myself if we don't do that we then cause ourselves suffering because we're resistant to that pain. Oh my gosh, no, I'm just so resistant to it. I don't like, I don't even want to feel like I'm not good enough. I'm not even going to go there. Whereas actually we start to explore it. Go, wow, why, why do I think that? Oh, maybe, oh yeah, that's like ages ago, that thing happened and someone told me I wasn't. But wow, is, is that true now? And we actually just give ourselves the space to almost be heard and, and pick our thoughts that we want to, to pick and focus on. Yeah, that makes total mm. sense. I think having preempted the fact that to me it feels a bit woo, there might yeah. be a few stupid questions or a bit, a few co- kind of devil's advocate thoughts coming out. Yeah, but go so for, it. for somebody that I can only talk for myself, so anybody listening to this is going to get a real insight into <laughs> my brain. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the madhouse. Um, for somebody that, okay, so I understand the concept of it to me it's a concept right to you it's normal life right but to me I understand the concept of it I like the idea of it but how can you get kind of past the oh I don't know the word is challenge the kind of the wall of Mm. is it not (sighs) counterproductive isn't the right word but I don't know what the right word is so in terms of you know if I'm if I feel like I'm really overwhelmed because I'm go, 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 and I've got all of this stuff to do and my brain is here, there and everywhere, which yeah. nine times out of 10, that's that's just general consensus in my head. Yeah. But then, you know, and I understand the concept of kind of stopping and evaluating those mm. thoughts and feelings and all of that kind of stuff. How do you get past the challenge of, well, I just don't have fucking time to do that right now? Mm. Because... If I've got a million things to do and a million different thoughts and 
I don't feel good enough and self-belief, all of this kind of stuff. And then you sit in front of me and say, okay, but just stop, pause on that one thought right now, question it, work through it. And I'm like, but if that takes me 10 minutes or it takes me an hour, that's 10 minutes or an hour that I haven't got time to do everything else. So how do you, how would you get past that? Because mm. devil's advocate, that would be my initial kind of thought of yeah. like. No, great question. And again, notice how that's a thought. Oh, yeah. how am I going to get past it? Well, okay. So I've had that thought. How am I going to get past it? Well, what's my action plan here? And I think my answer to that question really would be taking action until we can always have these thoughts and we're going to ruminate and go oh my gosh but if I stop then then everything will collapse but we will only know that when we do stop and so we have to kind of almost break through those barriers of kind of actually well I think I just I don't know if I, I can take five minutes break but okay challenge get someone to hold you accountable challenge yourself even if it's a five minutes for a tea break and then at least you'll know whether or not it's benefited you because as I said earlier not everyone wants to kind of move this mindfulness kind of um aspect to whatever it's not it's not for everyone um I love it but it's it's just experimenting and we will only know things and kind of be able to remove thoughts by taking action and whether that's messy action yeah. whatever it is as long as we kind of just go and do it then then we'll know it's kind of like yeah as an example kind of with this podcast so I was quite nervous to come on here I was like oh my gosh I just I don't know if I'm going to be good enough and all that kind of thing I've never done a podcast before and I was like but Em you want what's your kind of bigger goals here or what's your values actually well I want to kind of progress in my career as a coach I want to be able to kind of do all that kind of talking to people and expressing my kind of my truth and, and how I'd like to live and I'm not going to be able to do that unless I unless I push myself and yes it's kind of uncomfortable but the more we can start taking this kind of this time to pause and go, actually, what do I want? The more we can start kind of going in a direction that we want rather than keep on going, going, going and getting to the end of the year and going, wow, I feel a bit burnt out. because I've been doing all this stuff. And actually, only a quarter of it was really aligned to my values and what I really wanted out of my business. But I've just been going, going, going because that's what I can see everyone else doing. So I feel like, oh, I should go and do it. Or that's just my true nature. And it's not until we actually stop and slow down really to speed up and stop and go, oh, okay, so I've made these kind of, I've failed here or I maybe made the right mistake. So how can I not do that again? Oh, actually, let's move forward. But it's, like you said, it's so alien to us because we, we live in a doing world. We we have to kind of show that we're productive really in our in our heads to feel good. Oh yeah, I've done this amount of work. Now I can have a break. Whereas actually if we did a bit of research or, stuff that you can't really show for your productivity we don't feel as good because like oh gosh I've just wasted a whole lot of time but have I actually but now I know my direction and it's kind of and and having said all of that as well it really links to self-compassion so when we do kind of go through this momentum of like oh I need to get things done oh I've I've maybe like made that mistake or I've, I've failed or I haven't got that order whatever it might be it's going actually well I, I can't do everything and being a bit kind to ourselves and, and acting with self-compassion. And even we notice that our thoughts are spiraling and, oh, actually, I'm being very mindful there. Rather than kind of beating ourselves up and going, oh, my gosh, I just waste an hour overthinking that one thing. Actually, well, now I've, I'm aware of it. And it's kind of, yeah, treating ourselves as we would treat a best friend if they're going through something that is kind of uncomfortable. It's, it's doing that to ourselves as well. But again, 
that's so alien in our society because who are we to stop and go oh my gosh are we okay but but we're always checking on other people but actually how are we and and checking with yourself and that's where mindfulness can come in as well because we pause and go actually what am I kind of living in line to my values is is this the life I want to live there is honestly I've written down half a page of notes (laughs) just out of what you just said and I I genuinely want to pick up on all of them I'm not gonna lie (laughs) so the first place I'll start is you were very nervous but generally speaking as I said to you before we hit record Mm. I have taken there's a running joke I like to take people's podcast virginity I bloody love it and I think (laughs) everybody that I've had on that has never done a podcast before is exactly the same as you at the beginning Mm. in that it's really scary it's really daunting what if I fluff up what if I say something wrong what if this that and the other and I think a lot of people think of the end result as in other people listening to it and forget that they've not even had the conversation yet Mm. And so I'm like, honest to God, it's just a chat with me. I will talk to anybody, quite literally anybody. When I did my personal branding shoot with Emma Ratcliffe in Cambridge, we went for pizza and wine afterwards. And I got talking to a a little old couple that was sat in the corner outside about the fact that they lived in the Isle of Wight or something. Mm. I'll talk to anybody. So (laughs) it's that, that, it's kind of... It's kind of mm. getting over that, I guess, isn't it? But you're doing a fabulous job, if it helps. And I'm sure everybody will. <laughs> Thank you. The second thing mm. <laughs> um, is, I think when you were talking, I was kind of, I've obviously got business and marketing head on, as I always yeah. have. And I kind of struggled to get out of that anyway. But what you're saying in terms of, you know, until you stop, until you reevaluate mm. what you're doing, what you're thinking, all of that kind of stuff, you can't really get past it and I feel like I have the same conversation Mm. when it comes to marketing your business because until so many people post on Instagram and it's not until you say why are you doing it that they Mm. go um uh, um because everybody else is and I'm like "Mm, it's not really the reason to do it is it it's not it's not really how this works so until you kind of take stock of you know a lot of people get so kind of baffled and so scatty I guess is the only word that's coming to mind about marketing and I don't they they almost kind of go well I don't want to do anything wrong so I'm just not going to do anything or I'm just going to copy that person and it's not until you kind of stop and go okay you're spending 12 13 hours a day on your phone on Instagram and you don't know why you're doing it Mm. you kind of got to take a stop reevaluate it take a step back why am I doing it what's the purpose of this and it just kind of everything you said just then about you know does it align with my values is and does it have a purpose it's kind of the same thing so that's one of the reasons I wanted to have this conversation brutal honesty because I think Everybody learns and everybody absorbs information in different ways. I have probably said that more times than I would care to admit about stopping, reevaluating, taking a step back. Are you doing it for a purpose or are you doing it because somebody else is doing it? So Mm. if listening to this and listening to Emma say, well, actually, this is, you know, from Emma's point of view, I feel, Emma, correct me if I'm wrong, you're talking about life. You're talking about you know, the whole entirety of everyday stuff. 
I'm obviously always talking the back legs off a donkey about marketing. So if you can kind of relate to what Emma's saying in a different way, I'm just trying to apply it to your business because I genuinely, I I feel like I've already been converted. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. But but in just thinking about how you can apply mindfulness techniques to everyday life, it's going to have a knock-on impact in your business as well in terms of how you perform, I guess. And there's one thing that you said, you mentioned just then, Emma, um, and mm. I wrote down the word comparison. Do you find when you work one-to-one with people that taking that kind of mindful approach almost stops comparison? Yes, yeah. So I think, well, like comparison and comparison to other people is such a big topic that comes up in in my coaching and I think to be clear these kind of thoughts of comparison and and overthinking and self-doubt they will never stop but we will just change or we can learn to change how we react to them so for example kind of yeah I guess kind of comparing myself if I was comparing myself to another coach or what are they doing and kind of or what packages have they got what price do they do like what prices are they coaching things I used to do that in the beginning and it just didn't feel right I was like what what's where's, where's my business going here am I trying to copy this person but it's because we're so new at the beginning of business we're trying to do all these things like yeah. or tax returns whatever it is we're trying to sort out pricing we're trying to also market ourselves and clients as well as trying to be mindful and and, and look after our well-being and us and yeah so I don't think those kind of things ever stop but we just are able to manage them in a way that kind of helps us and um but it, it is hard and it will and I, I still do it I still kind of see people go and then but I'm now able to catch that thought and go okay well why am I comparing myself to this person and actually sometimes I do think it's if you're triggered if you can be triggered in a good way oh so and so is doing that but oh my gosh I feel like and I get a lot of kind of um like feel like gut feelings like not as many kind of thoughts about stuff but I'm like oh yeah I feel that I kind of want to do that but oh yeah what's coming up there and so I really act with those kind of things with curiosity okay so they're they're doing that but oh I feel a bit triggered here actually maybe do do I want to do that or am I feeling like I should do that now and not in like a year's time and almost again that's when I take that time to reflect and, and look into it and not always and when I don't do that I notice that I then go down a spiral of why should we doing that now I need to do that but I won't be able to sell myself if I can't if I don't do that so I've yeah kind of like you said I've taken that that almost like not messy action but I've I've seen how not choosing that thought has affected me so now I really try and go okay what thought am I going to focus on and yeah that has really helped me and I think so many people, I can 100% relate mm. to that. Because you do, you see other people when you kind yeah. of go, well, that's a really good idea. Should I do that? And I guess if you were just to be able to just stop and kind of go, okay, but why do I want to do that? Do I want to do it because mm. they're doing it and they yeah. they appear to be successful? Yeah. Or is it because I actually want to do it and actually it's a good idea and it fits with me and it, it's what I want to do and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And you just kind of mentioned there about you know we can kind of go down this spiraling thought and again having worked one-to-one with quite a few people now I see that on the daily in terms of 
well, you know, there's five other businesses that live within 10 miles of me and they're all copying me and they're all doing the same. And it's so easy for an outside person to go, okay, but, you know, you're Mm. ahead of them. You know, they're copying you. And I see it every single day without fail. But they go into this spiralness of, well, that's it, game over, Mm. business is done, they're going to get all the work, blah, 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 they're cheaper than me, yada, yada, yada. How... How can you stop? As you say, it's kind of how we react to it, but how do you learn to react to that better? Yeah, I think it's very, like like in coaching, it's very small steps. It's not trying to kind of be everything in the first day. Like, I'm going to be so mindful. I'm going to do an hour of yoga and all this. It's like, well, actually, (laughs) I like quite the phrase, tiny is transformative. And even just doing kind of like before a Zoom call, just having five minutes of of like of breathing and it, it's small things like that not kidding that will kind of build you up but it's like we always just try and 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 kind of like you said with the podcast like get to the end of it before we've actually enjoyed the journey of it well actually but that's that's not helpful so kind of yeah I've kind of lost my train of thought a bit there but it's it is hard I'm not going to kind of lie and, it, and it's not a linear journey it's not like, oh, yeah, I'm going to build it up, but I'll maybe do two weeks of it. And it's like, yeah, great. I'm feeling really mindful. And then there'll be a week of, oh, well, I haven't done anything this week. I've been going like 24-7 in my business. And again, that's where kind of self-compassion comes in and go, well, OK, I've had a bit of a week that's been quite crazy. But actually, what am I going to do next week to kind of help myself? And and what I do, like, and then you mentioned at the beginning that you kind of about like, journaling, but writing things down. I do find really helpful and a lot of my clients have kind of feedback and said actually never done a journal before but when I was coaching with you it really helped because when we go into that kind of fight or flight mode obviously like um, sometimes when it's like oh I'm a bit scared of doing that or I don't want to do that or I'm comparing myself I'm getting in this kind of comparison trap until we kind of have that I've lost my chain of thought again (laughs) I'm getting too like passionate about it I'm like um yeah, I can't remember. Well, I, no, I like the fact that you've kind yeah. of brought up the journaling thing because I yeah. think it's it's funny because I did I and I said it before we hit record yeah. as well. But actually, and I'm kind of going through a bit of a phase with it at the minute because I think probably oh god, just over a year ago maybe I was like, right, come on, I'm going to see what all the fuss is about, what they're talking about, and I was in therapy at the time. So it was just really helpful for me because I would walk out of those therapy sessions with the puffiest face, the biggest bruised red bloodshot eyes from all the tears. Mm. And there would be days where I'd be like, I don't feel like I've moved forward and I don't feel like I've got my money's worth or I don't feel like, and you know, when you just kind of, it didn't feel good enough, but going home and then writing out my thoughts, it was no longer the blame of the therapist. It was the blame of me for not knowing what I wanted to get out of it. So mm. I started journaling and then I've just, it's just been peaks and troughs. There are days when I'm like, it's just not important. And I just, you know, my notebook sits by the side of my bed. And there are days where I'm like, Lorna, come on, you have to do it. And I'm like, stop putting so much pressure on yourself. But again, welcome to the mad world, people. That That is my brain. It's like some days I have to describe it as I've got a ping pong match going on in my head because I just, yeah. I just can't. And Last week was a bit of a hectic week and I didn't write one single thing. And then Sunday night, I was like, I need, because I can see the 
the improvement that it makes on me. Mm. I can see that I make clearer decisions. I can see that I'm less stressed out. I can see that I don't snap at my parents when they piss me off. I can see, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely. And it's not until you can see those things that you actually go, oh, I know what's missing. Because last week I got really snappy. I drank a lot more than I should have. And mm. I made quite poor decisions. And I'm like, mm, so actually what I need to do is take a step back, stop and say, journaling helps me not do those things. So I should make a conscious effort to do it. Mm. And also know that these kind of things take time, like the yeah. coaching process as well and, and journaling or if you kind of get into yoga or whatever it is, after one session, you might not feel great, but actually over yeah. a month, you might reflect and go, actually, okay, well, actually, I feel quite good. I feel a bit more relaxed. But after the first thing, we won't, we won't feel that instantly. And we do live in a society of like, we want a quick fix for everything. Oh, I'm yeah. feeling kind of anxious. Let's just go and do yoga. Oh, no, I don't feel... I feel good I actually feel a bit worse and it's just like so I'm not going to do that again but then we're kind of pushing out things that actually could be helpful if we stick to them and do them over kind of a long period of time but it's it's hard it's hard to instill a habit but it's just those small things that how knowing how you can help yourself stick to the habit yeah and that's that's the thing isn't it? it's all about habits Mm. do you have any kind of wisdom or any kind of tips or tricks on how to kind of start building those habits I think for me one of my favorite books is Atomic Habits. I've mm. read it cover to cover. Multiple, I bloody love that book. And every time I read it, I'm like, I'm on the ball. But then life happens and, you know, that that ball gets dropped. And it, <laughs> it, it just is. But I, as always, anybody that knows me personally will know that it's absolutely factually true. I will beat myself into the ground as to well, why did you do that? Why did you drop that mm. habit? Why did you... And I don't go compassion. I go full throttle of like, mm. <laughs> you're, you're the world's worst person. So have, is there any kinds of um, tips or tricks or anything that you could recommend of how to start building that habit? Because like, like you say, we live in a society where we want everything in the next five minutes. And if it doesn't work the first time, then we're just going to fucking give up and throw it in the bin. Mm. So is there anything that you would recommend from a coaching perspective of how somebody can say, okay, I think this is going to help me. It's not going to happen tomorrow, but you, you just have to keep going. Yeah, I think the, the biggest one I always say and will stick by it is accountability. So finding whoever it is, if it's your mum, if it's your boyfriend, your partner, um, kind of teacher, like whoever it is, or your coach, get someone to check in with you and even buddy up with someone that you've got a common interest, whether that's going to the gym, whether you both want to start journaling. Because if you know that, and that is again like the coaching process, if you know in a week's time you're going to check in with someone and you're going to talk about, oh, actually, how do you journal? How did it go? You're more than likely to do it rather than kind of, oh, I've got no one keeping me accountable. Oh, I can just go and uh, oh, maybe I won't do it this week. But that is the thing. Because you don't I mean. want to let somebody down, do yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. Um, and it, yeah, it just, it really helps. So I would definitely say that. And then also another little kind of um, trick that I do is actually putting it into my calendar because I guess as a business as well, a lot of business, like, sorry, calendar is just like Zoom calls or business stuff. So, but why can't we put in, okay, fitness in the morning or my yoga at lunchtime and then it would ding up, you'll get a notification, here's yoga, then, okay, I'm going to go and do it or more likely to. Um, and even beyond that is actually book into a class then you're having to turn up and again it's that accountability actually okay I'm going to go to the class and and the teacher will be there but yeah it is and um 
yeah, it's hard, but it's it's doable if if we kind of if we want to do it. And I do think accountability is is probably the best best thing for that. Otherwise, we can lose our way a bit, and it, it doesn't really get done. Yeah, the truest mm-hmm. thing ever, and the best thing. It's so funny. Literally before we came on this call, I got a knock at the door. And there was a delivery from Marks and Sparks from my <laughs> accountability buddy, Leanne. She, um, I'm honestly, I was crying before we got on this call because she sent me a box of chocolates and a bottle of Prosecco Aww. because I was, I was pretty low last week and yeah. it's just totally out of the blue, but she's my accountability buddy and she's mm. actually become one of my greatest friends. I've never met her. I met her on Instagram. Yeah. So, but we text and we voice note all day, every day. And it's, you know, send your to-do list first thing in the morning, what are you going to achieve today? And I don't think I've ever got more done in my business since mm. I have been talking to her. Yeah. Um, and interestingly, it sounds quite cliche, but would you agree on the fact that I've been noticing it a lot more recently, but in terms of things like accountability, if you pay for something, because you mentioned the class, like signing up to a class, yeah. When you pay for something, that is next level accountability. Because it's one thing to say to your mum, don't let me eat that chocolate bar. Don't let me have (laughs) more than five pieces of chocolate. But sometimes some people like your mum would be like, oh, just go on, go on. It'll be all right. One won't hurt. So when when you actually pay for something, when you sign up for something, whether it's a class or whether it's a coach, there's like, that's like next level, isn't it? Like I am not going to waste that money. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think that's a a common thing about um, like coaching. People are like, oh, why do I need a coach? Surely I can just put stuff in my diary or or look into my self-limiting beliefs. But do, do you? Like people, you, you do it because it's it's sometimes like, uncomfortable for one. But also you just need that person to be like, OK, well, we've got a, a Zoom meeting this week and kind of like six weeks going forward. So you will t- more like to turn up. But yeah, definitely if you pay for it as well, because there's also that money attachment okay I don't want to waste money so I'll, I'll definitely go to it so yeah I 100% agree with that yeah amazing well I've mm. just realized how long we've been talking so <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could talk to you all day so we might need to have a conversation after this because I might need to work with you I think I feel like I've been fully converted and if anybody is listening to this and hasn't then I need you to dm me right now and tell me why um because I think I'm as I say, even though it's kind of changed in the last 18 months, year, I feel like I'm the least woo kind of person. I'm a, just a bit of a tough love, get shit done kind of person. So mm. for me, the fact of even considering, I mean, I, if I can journal, I can do fucking anything, can't I? But um, I think, Emma, thank you so much for coming to be a guest. It's honestly been a pleasure. Um, for anybody that has listened to you and rightly so, just absolutely loves everything that you said really resonates with it and could do with your help where can people find you follow you and work with you yeah so I've got my website emmabucken.co.uk and then also on instagram as well which is m underscore bucks b-u-c-h-s but yeah definitely get in touch with me and if anything did resonate or you want to ask any more questions about mindfulness then please do email me um emma emmabucken.co.uk or dm me on instagram and yeah, I can do a little Q&A session if there's quite a few questions after this. But yeah, it's been awesome. Thank you so much, Lorna. No problem. And as always, I will pop all of those links in the show notes so that you can get to them ASAP. I uh, would highly recommend. I genuinely, you know, I'm full of transparency. I will 
probably be booking in a call with and myself. So if you fancy coming along for the ride, then come and go and work with Em as well. I think in today's world, today's society, and after the shit show of the last year that we've had, I can't see any reason why you shouldn't be thinking about this kind of stuff. I know for me personally, it feels quite counterproductive, but Mm. having learned my lesson the hard way of driving to the lakes, not taking my laptop and having to switch off and having to have hard conversations and having to question everything. I think it's really worth it. So Mm. thank you so much for your time, Emma. It's been a bloody pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you, Lorna. No problem. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks.